Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, sponsored by the Pageant Planet Shop, where you can literally find everything that it is that you need to succeed in pageantry, from butt glue to rain cosmetics to Candace Pelletier swimwear to Jonathan Kane shoes, literally everything. And oh yeah, we give you free shipping on all of our products all the time. So I am super excited about today's call. We have on the phone the very first ever Ms. World 2015, Laura Hunter. Laura, welcome to the call. Hi. Thanks. So tell us, I mean, it's kind of rare that we get the opportunity to speak with the first ever title holder and you're going into a system that's not pre-established in the industry. So what are you doing to really network um, the system and to make sure that other girls know about it in the industry? Gotcha. Um, I think that the reason that I am Ms. World is because I, I bring to the table a lot of, of kind of pre-made networking. I, I have a large following on Facebook and other social media. Um, so I think that was something that, you know, drew Ms. World to me. Um, however, I'm trying to do everything I can to help with marketing. So going to other pageants, um, putting out ads, donating my own services, whatever I can do to help. Because I think that's what every title should title holder should be doing. But in my case, being the first one, it's kind of imperative. And we do have U.S. title holders too, and they're doing the same thing. They're the first U.S. world title holders, and so they're you know doing whatever they can to you know drum up business and let the world know and. Pretty much, uh, I think that the crux of it right now is mostly social media. It's kind of what everybody does. Um, but trying to do more things um, like have some auctions planned for later in the year and that kind of thing just to bring attention. That's awesome. So, I mean, do you give us, do you mind giving us some context about, I mean, the people listening to this probably haven't heard of the system yet. So what's the kind of different categories? What makes it unique? If you know the scores right off the top of your head, do that on how they score, but if you don't, no judgment. Um, and maybe tell us even a little bit of a backdrop of how this system came to life. Okay, so um, the scoring for Ms. World is there are 110 points. So you have 25 points for fitness, 25 points for fun fashion, which is like um, runway modeling, and, and more of a modeling and less of a, of a fun fashion pageant style. Um, 25 points for on stage, is it on stage? No, interview, and 25 points for evening gown. And then you have 10, the 10 extra points in the 110 is your on stage question. Wow. So that's the scoring. Um, they're really trying to go with a more fashion forward modeling style, a little bit less pageantry. I mean, it's still a pageant. We want pretty girls in beautiful dresses who are intelligent and do something for their community. But, you know, to, to set Ms. World apart, the idea is to have the modeling be a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more fashion forward, a little bit more, you know, everyday, real clothes, that kind of thing. Fashion, trendy, New York, that kind of a deal. So I think that's something that sets them apart, is trying to strive towards kind of the other side of pageantry, which is much more somebody who's trying to get into modeling. And that's why they also have a lot of the judges come from the modeling industry. One of our largest um, sponsors is Global One Modeling Agency. And so they're in Korea, Dallas, Seattle, and in LA or New York? I think it's both LA and New York. But um, anyway, so they're one of our larger sponsors and all of our national and international winners um, receive a year's representation from them. So really going towards that modeling side. 
Yeah, I love that. And it's it's certainly a vacancy inside the industry. There's not a whole lot of people that go as strong towards that particular category. So now let's talk about some of the tips. I mean, you've been in the industry for a really long time and you've experienced a lot of success in a lot of different systems. So as the representative, um, you know, this is going to be helping the girls that are out there trying to snatch your title. Um, so tell us, as a general, what really sets apart um, the contestants that go on and win the national or the international title from the girls that maybe even just finished top 10 or top five? Yeah, I think it's confidence. I mean, really, I think just all boils down to confidence. I remember I was a title holder in another system and got to sit in on interviews. And I remember the director telling the judges, you're probably going to know who's going to win this pageant the second they walk in the door, maybe within five seconds. You'll say, that's her. She has that thing. And then I started watching. It's absolutely accurate. It's the woman that goes in there and is happy and is excited and is enjoying the experience and just knows this is meant for her. You can, it just exudes from a person. I think that's the thing that I've learned over the years the most is that it's, it really comes down to if you believe that this is you truly, truly believe that this, you are this title holder, usually you will be. Hmm. So how do you connect with the judges? I mean, especially when it's panel style. And for those of you that are new, panel styles that you're talking to about five judges at once. Uh, how are you able to connect with the judges and kind of make sure that they know the real you? Yeah. Um, I think one being the real you is important. A lot of people go in and they, they try to be what they think the judges want as opposed to being themselves, which never, it just doesn't work <laughs> ever. Um, so another another thing is just a big happy smile to to actually enjoy the time that you're there to think of this as an opportunity and something fun and something that will help you and not something that's like oh god not the interview I'm afraid and with that kind of an attitude you're not going to connect with someone. Yeah. My other the big piece of advice that I give people when I'm coaching them is that although it is an interview for a position where you're basically a marketing position it's also just getting to know some people and the best way to get to know people is to let them into your real life. And in this situation, you have like maybe five minutes to do that. So I think it's important to be very transparent in a way that you wouldn't be normally. So, you know, you just have to just kind of leave it all out there really fast. And I, that's weird for most people to like try to make an instant friend. But that's what you need to do is kind of just, you know, think I got to make a friend of this person really fast. I need to let them in. So with that, I mean, a lot of times when we're in coaching seminars, et cetera, People say you need to be yourself, be transparent, let the judges in. There's a fine line between transparency and kind of telling all. What is that line and, and how does a contestant know when she's getting close to crossing that line? Well, I always say never say anything negative, period. I mean, there's just done. That helps. So, you know, if, if you never say anything negative, you're probably not going to cross the line because it's hard to, you know, at that point. Um, if you don't, it, it's like your grandmother said, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. Same thing applies probably more so in a pageant interview. So, you know, if somebody says to you, um, why did you not keep your last job instead of going on for 15 minutes about what a horrible guy your boss was, you know, I would suggest that you focus on what a great company you went to um, and tell some stories about that and, and, you know, that it was just a great move for you and it was just time. So it's, it's really about making choices to Everything has its ups and downs. There's always a silver lining. Go there. You know, go straight for the silver lining and, and then you probably won't cross the line. No, I, I love that. Always stay on the side of positive. 
and you can never get in troubled waters. I mean, I, yeah. I, I remember this one girl in interview was started talking about her bowel movements to us. I'll never forget her, but it was, yeah, it, it was the most, I mean, we were all red thinking, is this girl really talking oh my God. about it? So it all boils down. Oh yeah. So it all boils down to communication, really it, what you portray, what you said, your confidence, transparency. Is there a way to that you have practiced your communication over the years? And if so, um, what resources did you use or what experiences helped to mold you? Um, there is, and it's going to seem kind of funny. So my theory on what a good interview is, is more like, there's a couple exceptions, but generally speaking, it's more like meeting a friend who you don't know yet at Starbucks. So for example, this is a story I tell people when I'm trying to explain this to them. You and a friend are going to meet at Starbucks. She's bringing her high school best friend. She just knows you're going to get along great. The high school best friend gets there early, and so do you. So you need to sit down with this woman and have a chat with her for the next half hour that you don't know from a hole in the ground, but it's really important to you personally that you like each other because you're all, you know, this is your, your group. These are the people who make a difference to you in your life. And so I actually use that kind of a situation whenever I come upon it when I'm meeting new people who are important and specifically like in Starbucks, in a coffee shop, in a grocery store, someone I run into. I, I kind of put on my, like, let's see if I can make her my friend fast hat, you know, and really try to listen to what she says and, you know, be appropriate, don't one up, things like that. You can really just practice these things if you're cognizant of what's going on around you all the time. But really, that's what you're looking for in an interview. I want to impress this person. They mean something to me. I don't have a lot of time. So if you were to sum that up in a principle or in a saying and just put a nice, neat little bow on how to be a really great communicator, how would you do that? Oh, gosh. An interview is different than in real life, I think. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's see. How to be a really great communicator in an interview in one perfect sentence. Um, I think I would say the best the best thing that you can do in an interview is to be happy, be confident, be real, and be positive. I love that. And Pretty I, simple, but... Yeah, and, and I kind of went off script there. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily... I, you, you did good, thinking on your feet. That, that was good. <laughs> um, That's why I went. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you were Ms. World 2015 right there. Now, let's talk about platform. And different systems have different um, viewpoints on platform. As an overall, across the board, it, does it help your interview if you're passionate about a platform and then bring it back home to Ms. World? Like, what are they specifically looking for in a platform? Gotcha. Um, Ms. World doesn't have their own platform, although the plan is to eventually to partner with a charity. Um, but so right now what they're basically looking for is just somebody community oriented who gives back someone that's a good role model. I mean, it's kind of, I think the reason that people have platforms is that so that we can see they do something that, that they are the kind of person that other people will want to connect with that they're doing the right thing. Um, so in Ms. World really it's, we want you to be passionate absolutely about your platform, but not to the extent where you're in interview and you're quoting statistics for 10 minutes. So yes, passionate, yes, do the work. Yeah, and, and we absolutely want great role models, but we don't want that to take over you being Ms. World. We, we want you to do both and be able to do both adequately. Yeah, that's great. I, 
for the girls that might be a little bit more data driven, I've always heard it that facts tell, but stories sell. And if you really want to sell yourself as the winner, as as the queen bee there, you you need to tell stories that will really pull on the judge's heartstrings and not engage their minds so much. Right. Exactly. Things that they can identify with personally. That's back to my Starbucks comparison. I, I, I say to people when they start pulling out statistics at me, if we were sitting in Starbucks and you and I were chatting and I said, oh my gosh, you know, I need to lose some weight and your platform happened to be anti-obesity, would you say to me, 60% of women in the United States were a size 12 or higher? Would you actually say that in a normal conversation? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then don't say it in an interview. That's ridiculous. Just say, yeah, you know, I've heard it's a big problem. Yeah, I think it's like about two thirds. Like, be normal. <laughs> you know? I know it's, it seems silly, but... There's two ways to get the same information out. The friendly, normal, tell a story. This is something I heard. You know, my grandma had a weight problem. Whatever it happens to be that you can throw in there that's just like you would talk to anybody you know, that's that's the goal. You can still get the information across. Yeah, isn't it interesting how when girls walk into the interview room, and you're seeing this as a coach, and I hear what you're saying, is that they somehow view that judges are no longer human. They're more right. robots that you have to insert a certain phraseology, sayings, etc., to get your point across. And that's as you're stating, it's just not the case. It's not. They're people, and the best way to connect with people is to um, be able to have them identify with you quickly. And be, you know, it's funny because um, when I say don't say anything negative, I don't mean don't say anything sad. Don't say anything that sad's fine. I mean, don't don't dwell. But for example, my platform is the American Lung Association, and that's because my mom passed away from uh, lung-related issues, COPD. I would never not say that. Of course I would, even though sometimes it's hard for me to say it. I still say it, but I don't go on about any gory details or things like that. I just let them know, this is important to me because I lost a parent. Most people, everybody at some point, is going to lose a parent, and most our age have. And so, you know, that's something that people identify with. And, you know, so I, I can say to them very honestly and in a way that makes people feel for me and feel like I do this for a reason. This isn't just me saying what I want them to hear, but to know that it's the truth that, you know, seeing my mom suffer like that and be terrified about it was not okay. And I don't want other people to go through that. And that resonates with people without it being horrible. And I can leave it at that and talk about then the positive things that help other people and to know how well that they're doing now because of these things, you know? So I don't mean, don't be, don't say anything, don't avoid telling them what motivates you. That's true for you. And, and what makes you feel, you know, because that will make them feel for you. And that's a, that's a great thing because you want them to know that your motivation is not a crown. Your motivation is actually, you know, this is important to you for a lot of reasons. It's not just because it's pretty headgear, you know, so that would be my, I, it's a weird line. And it's one of those things that you just, once you get like it, you're it. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Okay, now let's transition to the fitness phase of competition. First, d- did you work with a personal trainer? And if so, who'd you work with? I did not. Um, over the years, I, I think I've honed this <laughs> pretty well. I mean, I'm, I'm no fitness competitor, but I, I've won the fitness competitions before, so it's not like I'm doing terrible. But um, I do think it's probably the one thing that's most ignored that most should not be ignored. That people think they'll make up for it somewhere else. Somebody in that room is going to be the total package. You can't make up for what they didn't lose. So, you know, even though it's hard and it's the thing nobody likes to do, you got to do it. You know, we're not looking for average, looking for exceptional. Yeah. 
Well, so what were some of the things? I mean, you you clearly know yourself really well, like your body, what you can eat, exercises, etc. Can you give us somewhat of uh, what your routine is, what your eating patterns were that helped you prepare? I can tell you absolutely exactly what I've been doing for the last 13 years. <laughs> it's, it's very simple. I got this down. And my weight doesn't fluctuate more than like five pounds on and off stage. So I, I just keep it there. Um, so what I do is in the morning, I eat generally carbs, 200 calories for breakfast, around 10 a.m., 100 calorie snack, noon-ish, 200 calorie lunch, 3 o'clock, 100 calorie snack, dinner, 300 calories, two glasses of red wine, 100 calories for dessert if you want it, 45 minutes, four times a week of cardio, light yoga, twice a week. That's it. That is a done deal. <laughs> That would work for everybody unless you're under 21. Over 21, you can follow it exactly. Under 21, just skip out the red wine. You should be safe. Exactly. So, exactly. Perfect. So you use yoga as your resistance training to build up muscle. Yes. Okay. And, and for your cardio, do you do it at a specific time? Uh, morning, Summer? evening, night? No, but I do moderate cardio because um, it's 45 minutes. That's just too long to run or something. Um, plus I have asthma, so I can't run. Mm. So, you know, there's no excuses, by the way. I have asthma and scoliosis, so I do yoga and I walk fast. So I, I walk swiftly about three and a half miles per hour on a treadmill. And I read while I do it, by the way. And just so you know, I read kind of, um, they're girly novels. That's how, you know what? I read girly novels. They have no, there's barely a plot. They're just silly. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing, but it's really easy to lose yourself in something simple and funny and fun. And so, yeah, I mean, I just make it as easy as humanly possible. Sometimes I actually stay on like an extra half hour because I just want to finish the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that is true. Like keeping your mind distracted while your body's working. I I've been um, starting to watch uh, basically Netflix. And so there's a particular show that I'm interested in. Um, so I've been watching it. But I mean, this morning I biked eight miles over the course of 30 minutes. And I was like, oh. That wasn't too bad, actually. And then I got yes, off the bike that. and jogged. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Now, okay, so let's talk about your evening gown. Um, over the past courses of, of your pageant career, where did you even begin and how you started to choose your evening gown? Uh, I think everybody has a personal style. It's what they think is pretty. you know. So, of course, you sort of start with that, colors you like, shapes you like, um, I know everybody wants to order everything off the internet and that's fine, but you really do need to go to a store and at least try on shapes of dresses. So you have a good idea of what fits your body because what, I mean, some of the things I love look horrid on me, like Jersey and I are not friendly <laughs> and some people are so beautiful and it just, it just hangs just perfectly, but I don't have the way my body is built when things hang off me like that. It's, it's just not attractive. So I can't wear that. And ordering a Jersey dress online without having tried on something similar would have been tragic. So, I mean, really, I, I say try on a lot of stuff. Don't listen to everybody because everybody thinks something different, you know, yeah, but pretty and, much. and it's kind of hard to use the models as your gauge. If you're not going into the store and trying it on, because all those models, yeah. I mean, I've worked for the designers. I've seen them. They stretch them. They increase boobs, hips to make them. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, the amount of Photoshop work. And I, I thought I knew, but I had no idea. And so. No, you don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. It, 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 it's yeah, wild. It's now, can you suggest, um, you know, let's just say that a, a lot of our girls that, that follow us, they, they first find us 
and we're like the first stop. So um, we have a lot, like a wide range of girls just starting to girls who's been competing five years um, plus. But for the girl that's just starting, where would she even begin to know about what fabric or do girls just pretty much know that off the bat? Um, I would just go to a dress store and just look and see what you like. Try on everything. It doesn't matter if you think it's really ugly. Sometimes shapes you don't expect to like look great on you. Um, I think my number one tip for girls is structure. Do not buy a dress without structure. It, it needs to have, you know, if it's strapless, it's got to have boning. If it's, if you're, you know, larger chested, it needs to have some sort of straps or a halter. You, know, you, you need to be held up and in and it needs to fit well. Things that just are hanging around or aren't well fitted it just doesn't look good on stage. Hmm. Zippers. <laughs> Zippers. <laughs> now, now some of the girls, um, in, in various pageants, they get to actually select like what, where place they are in line. Do you have a strategy around that? Do you go middle end, beginning? And if so, like what's the strategy? Um, I like to be in the last three quarters of a pageant, assuming there's quite a lot of contestants. If there's five contestants, it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. The judges aren't going to remember or forget somebody within five people. But, you know, usually you have 10, 20, 70, you know. I think the largest pageant I've been in had 120. The smallest has had two. <laughs> so that one doesn't matter. But I do, honestly, I've judged a lot of pageants, and I know that it was hard for me to give somebody a 10 if they're the first person I'm going to see out of 100. I, it just is. And by the time I get to the 100th, I don't remember her anyway. So I do think that there is there is a difficulty with being in the first couple people. And my maiden name was Alan, by the way. So I actually would hyphenate my mom's maiden name, which was Regal, and um, so that I could go by R. I'm sneaky. I like it. Um, <laughs> now, is there a certain, if you were to break it up in numbers, so let's say zero to 20, and then if there was like 20 to 50 contestants and then 50 plus, is there strategy with each one of those? I would say if you have over 10 contestants, try to be in the last five period. It's simple. Okay. No, that's, <laughs> that's a really simple formula. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and moving on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It wasn't as complicated as it could. <laughs> no, short answers are, are, are the best, especially when they hit all the points. Um, what's the one item that costs less than $20 that you feel every girl should bring to her pageant? Body glue. Oh, can I have two? Can I have body glue and safety pins? Yes. <laughs> because those are, yeah. Actually, my daughter competed yesterday, and if it weren't for a huge bag of safety pins, which, by the way, is gone because everybody used them, we would have all been toast. I had I was making pickups in people's dresses and pinning on skirts, and everybody forgot their number holder. I mean, it was, the, yeah. Yeah. And for grown-ups, body glue. For for teen and younger, safety pants for grown-ups, body glue. Yeah. And we have body glue in the store, shameless plug, and it's like free shipping. Right. So you can go on there and yeah. I mean if you surf yeah, around. Honestly, yeah. Not even trying to plug you, it is hard to find. It yeah. really is. That's why so, we started carrying it. And we we started carrying it because we couldn't find it anywhere. And girls would say, You said we need this, where do you buy it? And we're like Where'd you get it? Yeah. Well yeah, so we we, we formed out a partnership and um one of the guys that works for me, he created that partnership. So I don't even know where he originally found it. Um, yeah. but we, t we tested out the product. It's really great. I, I believe it's called body bite. Um, yeah. Oh. And you can find it on the pageant planet store, free shipping. Does it leak? Because I have to tell you that is an issue with body glows. Does it what? Containers. Does it leak. How's, how's the container? 
you know, I, I'm tempted just to say, no, it doesn't leak because that's what sounds right. But I would totally be making that up because I haven't, I, I have never even asked that question. So you should just leave them on its side for about a week and see, because that's something you'd advertise because it's a huge problem. It really is like everybody I know keeps it in like three Ziploc bags. It's gross. That's, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get another one and we're going to, we're going to do that and we're going to test it out. So leave it on that's the side cute. for three weeks. See what happens. Well, yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a social media post about it afterwards. No, seriously, people will be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and if my... it does, you know to get it fixed. Well, yeah, because you throw it in your luggage and if not, it could ruin your dress. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That so in the meantime, yeah, I... if you buy it until, you know, if you buy it today, throw it in a Ziploc bag and then I'll get back right. with everybody. And yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. Who is the kind of girl that Ms. World is is looking for? And um, yeah, who should check out your system? Yeah, uh, basically we're looking for somebody who um, is a good role model to other people, feels like they're comfortable in the public and, and doing marketing for a pageant, because with a new pageant, that's really your number one job, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who takes care of themselves, can can do their own hair and makeup. We can't have, you know thousand dollar hair and makeup people follow us around everywhere. So, you know, we really want somebody who's self-sufficient and confident and comfortable getting out there. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, and where can they find out about like the pageant and where can they click to enter and all that good stuff? Um, They can go to Facebook and it's just Ms. World, MS period world. And then um, otherwise you get multiple multiple sclerosis society. And then it's, uh, MsWorldPageant.com, very simple. So either one of those places you can click and get on in the pageant. For the world pageant, um, if you didn't compete in the United States, um, there's there's criteria where you can still compete representing other countries also. Yeah. And you can also find it if you go onto the pageant planet and you click uh, find a pageant, it's sorted there and you can look at the different parameters and yeah, you can find it there and click and contact them. Um, now, how can they find you on social media? Because I, I know that you're, you're one of the rare girls that not only have you had a lot of success as a contestant, but you've also spun off and done some businesses of your own inside the industry. So um, when you tell them where they can find you on social media, can you also tell them some of the other fringe benefit um, businesses that you've created? Okay. Um, so you can find me. It's just Laura Hunter Facebook. Very simple. All one word. Um or you can go to my website, which is beyondphotography.net. Um, so the, the photography business is, is the main one. And so when I started in photography, it was right when I was starting in pageants. And um, they just went well together. My, the girls I photographed did really well. They won photogenics. They won pageants. They won covers. So um, it just took off kind of on its own. Uh, I have a master's degree in fine art. And so that's you know, why I was a photographer. It's my, it's my degree field. And so just recently... I started drawing some little character drawings because one of our queens said, I want a character drawing of me. I saw one somewhere. And I said, well, I can draw you. I'll draw you. And so um, I started doing that. And just tons of pageant girls like, I want one. So I started that. And it's called Characters by Laura Hunter. Um, I just like to stick my name on everything. Beyond Photography by Laura Hunter. Characters by Laura Hunter. So no one forgets. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I do that. You can find that on my Facebook page. Um, and we're actually have a whole line of that starting up, but it, it'll be a few months before it comes out. But there, um, so what happened is you'll go on, you'll, you'll choose like a hairstyle and a, a facial ethnicity and a dress style and a dress color. Um, and then you can customize your own products and it'll 
you'll get in the mail within a couple of weeks, whatever it is that you want with that on it. So you can, you can do great gifts for things. Like you can send mugs to your friends that, that look like them that say, you know, Miss Teen America or, or whatnot. Um, or, you know, the future Mrs. Roddy for your fiance, that kind of thing. And we have wedding dresses and cheerleaders and all that kind of stuff. So that's coming out. And I also do hair and makeup occasionally. Wow. So, and then, yeah. I mean, you also mentioned pageant coaching. So yeah, a lot of angles there that, that she can help you out with. Check her out on for, uh, Facebook and Laura, once again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and, and gleaming with us your, your pearls of wisdom. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.